I'm very excited. I think even more than the first service. I think I'm warmed up now after the first service. Um, but good on you for being here. Um, I just want to pray before we start. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that there is no pressure in you to be anything other than what you've made us to be. To live out of the place of your love for us and to just obey you on a daily basis. I pray and I ask that you would speak to your people today. Holy Spirit, I make myself available to you. May every word that comes out of my mouth be you speaking to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, I got very excited as I was waiting on the Lord for this time and, and what the Lord just put on my heart is from Judges 6 and, and from the life of Gideon. Uh, so you're welcome to turn there so long and uh, you'll, you'll remember the story um, and we'll read it now and it's as he was hiding from the Midianites threshing wheat. And the title of my sermon is to, to go with the strength that you have. And my prayer is that God will remind you today and ignite you and remind you of the strength that is inside of you. So let's read it together. From, we'll read from verse 11. Um, before that, the history of it is just that um, the Israelites had fallen into the hands of the Midianites because they had disobeyed God. And they had started to serve the gods in the nation that they were in. And uh, I'm sure you're aware of, of the same challenges in the world today. And uh, there were countless times in the Bible where there were victories and defeats. And, and God said, don't compromise and don't take the sin. Don't worship the gods from the enemy. And that's still true for us today. And you can see that outworking. So if we go to verse 11, that's when the angel then appeared to Gideon. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the clan, from the clan of Abizar. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a winepress to hide the grain from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, or mighty warrior, the Lord is with you. Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. We'll stop there for now. And I'm sure you can hear the resemblance that at times, as people, we do the same thing. And the world over, it's like, God, if you're truly with us, why is our nation in chaos? Why is there sin? Why is there evil? Why are these things happening? And so often, we're judging God and the goodness of God based on circumstances rather than the goodness of who God is. And God is saying, lift your vision higher than that to see beyond that, that it's not based on what you see in front of you, it's based on, on what I'm doing and that there's a greatness that God is wanting us to walk in and he's calling each and every single one of us and I believe we disqualify ourselves all the time. If you look at that picture, that's a picture of Gideon hiding and the angel appeared to him 
And then he got so fearful. And I mean, he didn't even have the Holy Spirit. Jesus hadn't come yet. And we have the Holy Spirit, but we tend to do the same thing. And if I just briefly go to, our, go to the first point, I'm sharing two points with you today. And the first one is that God is with you, mighty warrior. And as, as you listen to this, I want you to please don't be distracted by the, um, or not distracted, but don't focus on the PowerPoint. Let that just be a guideline. But I want you to focus on what God is telling you and what the Holy Spirit shares through me, those things that stand out for you that you can grab onto and what God is saying to you today. We are just like Gideon and we doubt that we have what it takes. Who of you are sitting there and you're trusting for breakthrough in your workplace? You're trusting in the midst of a storm. You're trusting in the midst of ungodliness. You're trusting in the midst of corruption that maybe a godly person would rise up. Who of you are trusting for that in your workplace? Put your hands up high and keep your hands up. Okay, whose hands are up? Here we go. Okay. So you're trusting for breakthrough in your workplace and for a godly person to stand up and rise up and be the answer to that prayer. Can I show you an answer to your prayer? (laughs) Who else's hand is up? So you're trusting for breakthrough in your workplace, Floyd? Are you trusting for a godly person to rise and stand up? You see this? <laughs> Don't worry, it's not mine. <laughs> just in case you're wondering. But just like Gideon, Gideon was praying and trusting for that. Oh, look good now, just check. He was trusting for breakthrough, and he was in the same position we often find ourselves. If only someone would stand up, if only someone would rise up. And I'm not saying step out of the place where, you, where God has called you and be someone that you're not. But I think so often we're less than we are in the place God put us. So much so that we think someone else will come. And God's saying, and doesn't this story sound familiar? Where God said um, that I'm going to send you. I see the plight of your people. It's the Israelites again. Who did he do that to before? Moses, and he said, how can I even speak to these people? And we react like that because we immediately think, what do I have inside of me or what don't I have? What is short? What is lacking? And may you remember that that visual picture of the mirror and the next time you look in the mirror, maybe you're part of the answer that God put there. Even though the situation is difficult and you don't have to have all the answers, You're in a relationship with the one who has all of the answers. And God is wanting to use you. And God called Gideon a mighty man of valor, a mighty warrior. And what's on my heart today is to ignite you as a warrior. Not to worry about things, but to be a godly warrior that wages war for God against the enemy. God has put inside of you what you need to fulfill his call on you. Feelings do not validate where you are. Only God does, and knowing God does. Let God reveal the warrior in you. There is more inside of you. 
You might be sitting there now doubting yourself. I remember when I used to sit right there at the back, that area is actually open where I would sit. And I would think, God, if only one day. I know, and God had spoken to me, as I've mentioned before, God had spoken to me at a very young age, but we, we, we doubt. We go through circumstances and the enemy is on a mission to isolate us because when our calling is revealed, he's aware of it as well. And he wants to isolate you because he actually wants your faith. He wants to steal that from you, let alone your effectiveness for God. Because it's not us he's afraid of. It's God inside of us that he's afraid of. And I remember I was at a place where I didn't believe in myself enough. And we still, and we still all struggle. I still struggle. I've said that before. I'm not up here because I've arrived. But what's encouraging, and I've mentioned that before is that I know my ultimate calling is to ignite warriors for God and this being a pastor here is part of that and God has brought me to this point and where has God brought you to but yet you're still questioning him but he's brought you this far or are we like the Israelites he opened the Red Sea and he brought you through but we still complain we still wonder and I believe a lot of us don't cross the Jordan into the promised land of God's ultimate calling for you because you're still living like a slave where you're living just to survive, like we saw in that picture. Hiding, just threshing wheat, just to try and keep the little bit of blessing that you have, maybe so that the enemy doesn't take it. And God's saying, I put so much more in you. I remember years back when Dr. Miles was here, one of his visits, um, just outside the cedar wall here, the two of us were the only two outside and I was walking the one way and he came walking the other way and I was like, you, you, know, you know, you get excited, you're like, Yo, this is Dr. Miles. And before I could say anything, he looks at me, he goes, man of God. And I looked back and I was like, who, who, else, who else is here? Who are you talking to? And he was talking to me and don't we, don't we do that? We do exactly that. And I think at times there's this false humility in the church. Please hear me, I'm not trying to glorify self. I'm not trying to say it's about us, it's not about us. But how can God use you if you don't believe in yourself? You can't, then you're an empty shell. Then you, and I think so often we tend to sit back and we're praying and we're praying and we're praying. And we're saying, God, do it, do it, do it. And we're waiting for God and God's waiting for you. And how often have we not heard him because he's speaking. And we hear him through the filter of our history the filter of our past and we disqualify our future because of experiences and feelings and times when it didn't work out. And God's saying it has nothing to do with that. The devil targets you to destroy you because of your past and God uses you despite your past. And that's what he's wanting to do with you. And may you see where you are differently. Yes, maybe you're in a transition period. Maybe you're in a wilderness period. It's not to embrace where we are, but it's saying, God, am I here for a reason? What is that reason and what difference can I bring? And I think the challenge often is we look to people too much. And something else controversial, I believe, the less we know God, the less we know ourselves, and the more we criticize others. If you know God, if you know who you are in God, I guarantee you, you'll be less wanting to criticize others because I believe that criticizing of others comes out of a lack that we feel we have. 
So be you, that peculiar generation, that royal priesthood that God has called you to be. Holy nation, living epistle. You're a living letter that people are reading. Don't walk around as if the book is closed. You're meant to stand out. You're meant to be different. That's why you were set apart. You were set apart for a reason, not to be like somebody else. You cannot be a Dr. Miles. You cannot be a Dr. Rodney Hart Brown. You cannot be a John Rabbit. You cannot be a Greg Shipley, but you can be you. And I think we've all had times in our lives where we've tried to be someone else because we see the reaction they get. And we see the interest that people show, or the love, or there's something similar about us in them that we see, and they're walking in it, and we actually long to be walking in it, but then we can look to them too much. And God's saying, stop looking to man. The only man you look to is the man who was fully man and fully God, and that's Jesus. And that's what he wants for you, because that's complete. He's the one who paid the price for you. We, we haven't arrived, and we'll only be perfect one day. But God says, come as you are. I want to use you as you are. Why, do, why are we so critical and we so want, expect to come to God perfect when he used the least likely men? He took the 12 men we would not choose and he turned the world upside down. So you think he won't use you? Faults and all. So why have you believed the lie that you have to be perfect? Or you have to be like someone else? And I submit to you that so often we too think we're too discerning and too visible, visibly looking for sin, outright sin, that we, don't, that we miss the underlying things where the devil is stealing identity, he's stealing belief, because his end goal is to steal your faith. And we need to recognize that, and we need to realize that God is saying, I want you to believe in yourself, because the things that I've called you to, that only you can do, I've put what is needed for that in you and nobody else. And that leads me to the second point, which is the same as the title, and that is to go in the strength that is yours. <clears throat> We've heard before that it said, you know, God gives you an, a, a level of grace. He gives you grace for what you need to do. But I believe he gives you your portion of strength as well to do what he's called you to do. And maybe it's mixed and one and the same, and it's not so much about what we call it, but it's about realizing what God has put inside of us and daring to believe that maybe there's more. If you read on, if we carry on from uh, verse 14, it says, Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. He did the same with Moses, and Moses was like, I can't even speak to these people. I stutter. And God said, I will give you the words to say. What are you disqualifying yourself because of? Are you the youngest? Are you the eldest? Are you an only child? Are you the least likely? Have people told you you're going to amount to nothing? Have you believed because of circumstances that, no, it's not me, it's the... the, the the obvious guys. No, no, the extroverts will be used of God, not the introverts. Or I'm too quiet, or I'm too shy, I'm too scared. I mentioned before that God spoke to me at a very young age, but all through school, I was petrified to stand in front of people. And I would shake like crazy, and I would hide behind, I would want to hide behind a pulpit, and there wasn't one. 
But now the pulpit sees through and I don't care because I'm not shaking. And it's not... And again, please, it's not glorifying self. God brought me to this point. There's nothing I could do if I wallowed and I stayed there, I guarantee you I wouldn't be here. And where are you that only God could have brought you there? May he open your spiritual eyes to see that you're there for a reason. You're not there just to fill fill a position. We've been taught that. You're educated to serve under the boss and you stay there and you earn a living and you just survive. God didn't make you for that. He made you for so much more. And I don't say it disrespectfully. I'm a pastor now, but I know God's called me to more because he's called me to travel the world and preach. And being a pastor is preparing me for that. And it's not to shrug it aside. It's not something I don't want. I know that it needs to be here for however many years that is that God is preparing. But what happens if the day comes like John stepped out and we're all here? And the day comes that I step out, I'm now no longer a pastor. Is my identity gone? No. It's just a season and it's a calling. And I think too often we've looked to people up here and thought they're better than us. And I have the privilege to stand here so I could take the opportunity and say, we're not better than you. And none of the pastors here, John and Andrew, especially in the Robert family, have that heart. That's not what they're conveying. But I think too often there's been times where people have glorified people on stages and think, you're really used of God because you're full-time. Do you know you can be full-time in the ministry and be a part-time Christian? Or you can be in a full-time job and you can be a full-time Christian. You can be used of God more than me if you respond to God more than I do. Don't get distracted by a person. Don't get distracted by a title. Embrace the calling that God has for you now and let him unfold it as it needs to change. You are stronger than you think, but only through God. Philippians 4.13, we claim it a lot. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I think so often we sit back and we're like, okay, Christ, you do it. Jesus Christ, you do it. You give me the strength. And he's like, but read the scripture again. I can do. So the strength that comes from Jesus comes through me responding to him and doing. I can do all things. Not because of me, but as I do, Jesus strengthens me. As I do, Jesus strengthens me. Because if he showed me everything all at once, I would probably run away. But as he gives it to you one step at a time, your faith grows and your faith grows. I could do this in Christ. I can do more. I can do more. I can do more. One day I was shaking and I couldn't stand in front of people. And now I can. And I'm excited. What is next? What is next for me? What is next for you? What has God put inside of you? There's a worry inside of you. Not to worry about the country, but to be a warrior for God. Not to worry about the world, but to wage war for God. We also quote it often, and it's true, I'm the head and not the tail. Do you believe it? So act like it. I'm above and not beneath, so act like it. I'm blessed going out, blessed coming in. Act like it. Not because my bank account says so, because God says so. I am not my bank account. I am not the car I drive. I am not the job that I'm in. I'm so much more than that. You are so much more than what you're doing now. 
And maybe you're in between jobs. Then say that. Don't say, oh, I don't have work. And I say that respectfully. But believe more in yourself that maybe you don't have the next job because it isn't created yet. Because God knows what's inside of you that only you can do. So I'm in between jobs. I'm trusting God and seek the Lord. And it might be the most peaceful time as the Lord prepares you for the next thing. There is more in you than what you're doing. And that thing has crept into the church where we become what we do. And that's why I think at times we've looked to the spiritual leaders too much when we can be one ourselves. There's those looking to you and you can make a difference. We're all part of the fivefold ministry and there's places where you can go that someone else can't go. But are you gonna respond to the call? You're not a warrior for God because you believe you've got all the strength. You're a warrior for God because you've enlisted in his army and like with Gideon, it was first 22,000 men. Then 12,000 were sent away. Then God said, there's still too many. And in the end, it becomes 300. And then they win against an army whose camel is like the sand. It covered the desert. And they won without weapons. So God, can't God win victory through you if you don't feel you have what it takes? And God is not going to tell you, I'm a, you're a mighty warrior. Go in the strength that you have and leave you. You buy an iPhone, you believe it can do all the things that it says on the box. They wouldn't put their name on the box if, they, if it couldn't do all those things. Do you think God would call you a mighty warrior if you didn't put all those things inside of you? Oh, goodness, I said he's a mighty warrior, but I, I left him empty. God's not going to do that. Because he knew you before the foundation of the earth. He didn't, when I was born, think, oh goodness, God's going to be a pastor one day. I wasn't born a pastor, I was born a person. I was born a son of God with a calling and a pastor is part of it. So when you were born, maybe you didn't think you had everything that you needed to do what you're doing now. But I'm telling you, you do. Because God made you that way. Nothing takes him by surprise. It takes us by surprise and it shakes us. And I pray that we will get to the place where we will never say, you know what, this thing shook my faith. Nothing should shake your faith because nothing should move you like God moves you. That you're removable in God. Yes, these things come, but we stand. Yes, challenges come, but we stand. My might comes from God. So yes, I am a mighty warrior for God because I'm spending time with him every day. And I want to encourage you, do you want to know who you are? The way that comes is from knowing God. You spend time with God every day, he will reveal to you the mystery of who you are. And that's how it's unfolded for me. That's why I'm standing here. And I haven't arrived. I know God has brought me to this place because I've sought him and I've answered his call and I've responded to what he's saying for me. And I trust that you're doing the same. And God has so much more for you. There's so much more to you than you think. Look at your neighbor and say, there's more inside of me than you know. And if you knew what it was, you would take me to lunch. <laughs> After the rugby. So if you're wanting to respond to that call as the mighty warrior of God, with strength inside of you, even if you don't know it's there, even if you don't believe it's there, 
But if you're born again and you answer the call and you gave everything to Jesus and you surrendered everything and God says you're a mighty warrior for me, do we have the right to argue? Do we have the right to say, God, sorry, can you give me a different call? Can you give me a different plan? Because this one's not working out so well. And God says, come, come behind closed doors and let me show you who you really are. And it might sound like a bit of a pun in words, but the Lord showed me. You want to know who, how do I know who I am? I need to know the true I am. Because if you know I am, then I can know who I am. And if you want to respond to that call today, I want to prophesy over you. So please stand with me. If you want to respond to the call as a mighty warrior for God and walk in the strength that he has for you, then please stand with me. Thank you, Father. You are the great I am. And we need to know you to know who we are. Father, so I thank you for every single person here and those under the sound of my voice, those streaming, those listening, those watching. Father, we declare over them also right now in their living rooms, wherever they are, Father, that you would arrest them, that you would grip them, and that you would make them realize they are destined for such a time as this. They are mighty warriors for you, not because of their own strength, not because of what they think or feel. It's regardless of that. It's because you've got a call on their lives that only they can fulfill, but as they look to you. I pray and I ask, Father, that you would strengthen us as we respond that you would give us the strength as we go. Thank you that we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. We are blessed going out, blessed coming in. We are that peculiar generation, that royal priesthood, that holy nation, and we will make a difference for this nation. If you could turn the world upside down with 12 people, you could do it with us. And we pray and we ask, Father, that each and every single one of us right now, we respond to that call. And I prophesy a mighty strength over every single person listening. Father, I prophesy an igniting in their spirits right now that you would ignite them like a fire lighter that's gone out, that you would ignite them once again. Father, that they would burn with a fire for you, that they would go out and that they would be mighty for you and that they would know who they are and make a difference for you and that as people are drawn to who they are in you, they would ultimately be drawn to you, Father God, and that you would use us to truly seek and save the lost which is what you've called us to. But to do that, we need to walk in the strength that you have given us. And today we respond to that call as mighty warriors for God. And we will go out in the strength that only comes from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, mighty warriors. Enjoy the rugby.